Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In a world, in a world where Carolina, where Carolina Panthers, Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers fans and opinions, and opinions. Only, only one podcast, podcast roars ferociously. ferociously. It's the C3, it's the C3 Panthers, Panthers podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We've got a, hey, look, it's the longest running Panthers podcast out there, and we ain't quitting tonight. It's a slow news cycle, but it does touch the heart, as we will talk about TJ Olson's heart transplant. And we do have a guest coming on Gene Thomas, buck what you heard, to come and discuss the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offseason and draft as we continue to work through and sift through the Panthers' schedule. Next week, we'll do the Saints. So we have that will wrap up our discussion about the NFC South. Then we'll start looking on to more and more opponents. And I think I'm going to do the last spot with our opening game. And I believe we open against the Jets. So we'll end that segment probably with Scott Mason from like play like a jet. We got a lot of good jet pals out there that we can talk about. And that will be an epic storyline as we approach uh, the kickoff of the 2021 NFL season for the Carolina Panthers as Sam Darnold will face his old team, the New York Jets and their new quarterback, Zach Wilson. Tonight, Code Dizzle Allen will be with me. Dean Thomas at 920 and all oh, echo. There's an echo. Where's an echo? Please don't tell me there's an echo. Good gosh. Good gosh. All right. Anyway, mad shout out to all the people in the chat room. Please tell me that the audio is good. Lynn, Lynn's in the chat. Look, Lynn, she's a she's Panthers royalty right here. I saw Joe Riolano, the founder of the C3 Panthers podcast. Trill One, AJ Lindsay, 1216. 
You guys make the show. The number is 252-228-5098. Keep pounding TV in the house. Um, Ross Gould, you're right. The Canes are depressing right now. They are down two to nothing and facing elimination. It is a, um, oh, he said it was only on the, the intro. I got you, bro. Uh, I probably have to tweak some audio things. Usually Cody plays it, which probably changes things. Anyway, Cody's out tonight. He's sitting out kind of like the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be sitting out of the playoffs. Go ahead and jump into the show, 252-228-5098. Uh, we'll get into it. And, and like Lynn said, also, Thomas Davis's break-in, OTAs, Aaron Rodgers not at uh, mandatory training camp, and Julio Jones has been traded, right? So that's pretty crazy. That helps us. So go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the Longest Running Panthers podcast. And don't forget, tonight's show is powered by Avolta. No money down. You can cut the cord with your energy company and go solar. Take advantage of tax cuts, right? Add equity to your home. If you're a homeowner in North and South Carolina, contact Kevin Brown, solar consultant, at 704-215-3373. That's 704-215-3373. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. You can, um, guys, right now, I think uh, as we're looking at probably the slowest news cycle in the history of the Carolina Panthers at this point, and that might be a good thing. As I've been looking at Twitter and social media, uh, basically the, the biggest storyline that I have seen is that uh, Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey share similar birthdays and like to hang out together. You like to see that chemistry and continued the Carolina Panthers did recently hold the um, optional team workouts, the optional team activities. And it seems like most of the people were there. We talked about a lot about that last week. The number one missing person was Robbie Anderson and Robbie Anderson's name has popped up um, over the last couple of weeks and linked to, I guess, as we saw Panthers confidential that Robbie Anderson's name was linked to the Panthers potentially trying to trade him. And so now we continue to say, well, where is Robbie Anderson? What is his role going forward? And as you hear about trades and this and that, this week Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans. And some of the people in my uh, Twitter feeds were like, wait, wait, look, is that we couldn't trade Robbie Anderson and look at how anyway, Robbie Anderson needs to be part of this team. We will address uh, something that I said in the last week's show that I've actually had some people reach out to me and talk about is how deep the Carolina Panthers wide receiver uh, core is. And I took a little flack, a little blowback. A lot of people were on Cody Lashley's side saying that the wide receiver core is legit. And I, um, I got some questions, man. We're one injury away from this being the one of the most unproven squads. Imagine if DJ Moore is not available one week. What happens then there? Yes. I like the optimism. I like the, the people saying the glasses have full Terrence Marshall jr. You invested a lot in him. Shy Smith. I think it's shy Smith. Shy something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. South Carolina. But how can I get so excited? And I, well, I'm, it's not excitement that I'm talking about. It's the lack of, I guess, experience. And so, yes, everything looks great when you look at the guys that are supposed to be on the field. But we know that the NFL 
is about who is available and the teams that can stay healthy. And so, yes, we are certainly banking on Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore staying healthy all season. Hey, Code Dizzle's in the house, my man. CK, how you doing? Oh, you know, just uh, out here doing my thing. Got the hustle going and, uh, you know, just waiting for more juicy Panthers news uh, that we have been starving for since the draft uh, and we aren't getting yet. So uh, that's about where yeah. I'm at. There is. It looks like the Canes just fell to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for moving on. I hate them, but they are a phenomenal team, like a big, fast, sound team with fantastic goalie play and also the defending Stanley Cup champions. So uh, the Carolina Hurricanes got a lot uh, to look forward to going forward, very similar to the Carolina Panthers in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit. Maybe what we want the Panthers to become is that the Carolina Hurricanes are a very young team that have gotten better from year to year to year. And that's kind of what we're looking for with the Carolina Panthers. Now, you said this was a slow news cycle. And I promise you, I don't know if I remember a week where there hasn't been a single story that is related to actual football for the Carolina Panthers in the nine years that I've been doing this show. Usually something pops up. Today, all I got for you to talk about is this, is kind of, uh, I guess, kind of storylines that just kind of uh, relate to the Carolina Panthers. One is this, is um, TJ Olsen, we saw recently, maybe uh, two weeks ago, Greg Olson came out and said that, you know, he said, look, is the family news is that you know that we've had children that have had these heart problems um, and that they've been battling it, even though we've looked at them as being, I guess, on the back end of them, right? It's like when they were babies, they had this operation, and we just all, it was a celebration, everything's going forward, everything's good. But, you know, you kind of, you don't know what you don't know behind the scenes is that, yes, is that they are they have been continuing, this has been a big part of their lives, and especially for TJ, and it came out that he was in need of a heart transplant, and then just a few days ago, good news, a donor came about and he was on social media thanking Panther fans or thanking everyone for their thoughts, their prayers and their well wishes as he was recovering from what appears to be at this moment a successful heart transplant. And, you know, it's a again, now we're on a storyline. It's not a storyline. This is very important. This is people's lives. TJ Olson, look. Um, I guess we'll continue to pray for you. Like, I don't know what the right things is. Like, is that, I guess, a good news? This is a good story right yeah. now. Good story. It certainly is. I mean, I, I, I it's hard to argue uh, aside from that, that it was not a good story at this point. I mean, right. it's, it's good. The only thing that I think it's hard for me to even fathom is, is like not feeling selfish, right? And what I mean is you've got to think like, there are families, there is a family out there that lost somebody. Like for right. TJ, for TJ to have a heart, like, and it's very possible it was a child. You know, I, I don't know how, how the age difference, I don't know if you can put a grown yeah. man's heart into an eight-year-old's body. I don't know if that works that way or not. But like, the reality is like, how do you, like, how do you not be elated that your your son is surviving, but at the same time thinking, like, am I bad for cheering for the fact that somebody else passed away to give my son this heart? 
but I mean, it's, it's hard not for me yeah. to think that way, but at the same time, you're like, well, I mean, it's wouldn't it, that person, regardless of the circumstances was going to be in their situation either way. And so I, I, it's, it's not necessarily something. So like it, all TJ did was make sure that that dude, that whoever passed away didn't die for no reason, you know? So here is the thing is that um, tragedy We're we're constantly bombarded with stories of tragedy. Right. And it's, it's nice when you hear stories of that are uplifting. Right. And for me, I have three children and I've been fortunate that all three are in good health. Um, And it's already difficult enough being a parent in the world uh, with three healthy children, yep. I can't imagine the stress, the heart, oh, you know, the stress, the emotion that comes with dealing with um, with health issues or whatever it may be, the whatever challenges that we face. And so it's just for me, is this is that it's nice to hear um, stories of happiness and up, you know, is that yep. I, and this is kind of a, a, a probably a poor juxtaposition. Um, there was this girl at work, her daughter won a $4 million scratch off ticket. Your work? I, yeah. And this was like three or four years ago. Oh yeah. yeah. And I could not, and in my town, right. And like, I mean, like I just couldn't get over it. Like I just kept talking about it. I was like, Oh man, that, you know, it's like a, so into this story and people were like, geez, dude, are you jealous? And, and you know what? <laughs> I was not jealous. I'm not jealous of the money. And I'm actually not jealous at all. I'm actually infatuated with stories that are positive, life-changing stories. So many times we hear life-changing stories, and nine out of ten times they're bad, right? Is that, like, I lost my job, my wife got cancer. Uh, Hey, recently, and and we I don't know if you guys got as much rain as we've had, in eastern North Carolina, but his rained ridiculous here. It rained six inches in like 18 hours here one day. My God. It was insane, man. Like insane. And um there was an accident in my town in my in my city where a 18-wheeler lost control, crossed the median, and hit this car. Turns out one of the uh people that was in the car that passed away went to the college I work at played softball for our softball team. But they're like, there was a brother and sister in that car. Right. So I think this is that ultimately I'm going to come back is this is, I don't know if you're a prayer person, if you, what, what you think about, um, I don't know, sending good vibe, whatever it is, is I'm happy for the Olson family and I'm happy. Yeah. EJ Olson that we get that they get to wake up and have a story of happiness today rather than one of, of heartache. And, and look, I'm guessing like it came with his original, with the original thing is that this will continue to be part of their life and his life going forward. So um, good, good, good vibes there. On the other hand is that we can go to this not so happy storyline for Thomas Davis, who some ruffians broke into his garage and uh, I guess like vandalized, stole. And this was his, was this a McLaurin? 
McLaren. How do you say it? Is it McLaren? McLaren. McLaren. Yeah, McLaren. McLaren. McLaren is that uh, somehow they did this in the garage. What the hell? Do you see this picture right here? I mean, like, how do you do that? How do you break into somebody's house and bend the tire? Yeah, you had to, like, that's what my question was when I saw that. I'm like, how is this not, like, how did this happen, number one? And number two, was it that he, they just, like, like, I think you had mentioned earlier, did they just happen to... To drive through the garage or something and then hit the car. I think they or... took another car. They had to have taken another car in his garage and like yeah. smashed it into this. I mean, it's you, wild. That's got to be it. That's got to be what it was. And then I heard that he went to social media uh, saying what happened and they caught him. They caught the two people. I don't know what the story was. The story actually say. I haven't even had a chance to read. I've been. I know. I haven't either. Um. Says as they were leaving their home, deputies said they noticed a couple that most of the vehicles in the driveway opened doors. So it was like a whole neighborhood thing. Made off with one of his luxury. Oh, so they left with it and wrecked it. So, um, wow. man, what did he leave the keys in it? And then they found them. And it looks like they got surveillance on these cats. Anyway, so ridiculous. Reward, reward for anyone that can help identify these guys. And I believe that they were able to find them. The internet will not lose to cash rewards. I'll tell you that, man. Um, imagine this: is that imagine you know your my friend was telling me that um, this was a few years ago. His son got arrested for shoplifting three days before Christmas, right? And he like tried to steal a jacket from Belk or JC Penny or something like that. And right before, you know, and he said, fortunately he was a minor because it didn't ruin his life because it will. Like if you get real charges, it's very hard uh, to bounce back in the workforce. But he said that he made him open up all his Christmas presents that year with all my family. And then he then proceeded to make him put him in a trash bag and throw his entire Christmas out. Like that was his. Unbelievable. I guess. I was like, God, I'd be returning that shit. But um, I was thinking about it with my own children. And I'm fortunate that my kids are more responsible than me at times. I feel like I got some good ones. But you never know. Every now, like we all make dumb decisions in our life and stuff like that. Imagine, though, being a 17-year-old kid, and this is what you do, and the damages on it are so high, like this. This is going to be like a $200,000 repair. <laughs> Bro, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, why couldn't you have tried to shoplift the jacket from JCPenney? Damn it. I mean, what do you do as, like, as Thomas Davis in this moment? I know the, the reality is you, you want to get your money back, right? I mean, you want to get that. But at the same time, do you look at this, you know, kid and say, like, look at his upbringing and make the decision on, like, you know, I maybe I maybe we take it easy on him because he wasn't, you know, he didn't have a father figure or or like whatever it may no, be. That we could don't be know the case. anything about the people that got caught. You know, we don't know. Is that for all we know is their dad's a lawyer. Um, I don't know what's ha- you know, is that uh, ultimately this was a decision that will uh, wreck this kid. <laughs> wreck 
right. these kids' lives uh, for a little while. Stay outside the law, folks. I mean, or inside the law, whatever the right term is. Don't get arrested, right? Just chill, folks. Chill. Right. Just you know, if you need a little, I don't know. Is that I just hope my kids come to me and say, "Dad, I need this jacket so much, I'm willing to steal it." And I'll say, Son, they do I'm it. willing to pawn my computer so you don't." And then we'll end the podcast that way. <laughs> um. All right. So um, we'll come back and talk uh, after. Don't. We're about to move to our guest. Uh, Gene Thomas is going to be in the house in just a moment to help us break down the Bucks offseason. As we go forward, we got the cat calls coming up. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Don't forget to sub up to the podcast. Uh, tell someone about it. Just that, man, I, like when I see you guys share it on social media and you just say, check this out, it's the best thing in the world. I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing you can do is that we're going to try to keep pounding these streets. We're going to keep pounding these streets as we go forward. So be a part of the community. Get in that chat room. Get in the Discord. The Discord's in the show notes. Um, and uh, follow me on Twitter at cat underscore cor- blah, 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 at cat underscore yeah, you got it. Chronicles. <laughs> um, and going forward, we'll talk about this. Talk about... Um, the Panther stadium and how bank of America is potentially falling down, but David Tepper will not build the stadium on his own. But before we do that, actually until we do that, let's go ahead and bring in my man, Gene Thomas, buck what you heard the best podcast name in the business. My old school friend on the C3 Panthers podcast. What's up, Gene? Hey, not too much, man. It's been a long time. How you been? Uh, well, we've been good. We've just been letting you bask in your glory, bask in your glory as you bring back an entire team and, and you have uh, the powerhouse and we're just kind of, uh, we're the dark horse of, of the division trying to find a lane to get in. And as Julio Jones was traded from the Atlanta Falcons, maybe we can pass those horses right there because they do have a lot of work to do. I know people are excited about Kyle Pitts but there's a lot of work to be done on that roster. One of the things that was funny is that Mike Davis was an addition to them, a uh, former Carolina Panther running back and a guy that we liked a lot. But when you go and look at the Atlanta Falcons roster, it's Mike Davis and no one else. So maybe the, Carolina, uh, maybe the Carolina Panthers are, can slide into that three spot. Maybe New Orleans is vulnerable, but we're here to talk about the Bucks, man. Tell us. What has been happening with the Super Bowl champs this offseason? Do you want to start free agency? Do you want to talk about uh, the draft? Well, you know, if we go in succession. We can talk about uh, free agency. I've never seen anything like this where a Super Bowl champion brings back all of its starters. There's always that one person that ends it's up. It's unprecedented, actually. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if there's ever been a t- team that's been able to do this. In, in, the, in the free agency era, era at least. Yeah. I don't know that there's been a team that even – like ever existed that had everybody come back that was a starter. And what I mean, like not yeah. just Super Bowl, not just good teams, like, but bad teams even. Like, I know you don't want to keep all the bad team players around, which is probably why, but I don't think this has ever happened uh, in, you know, again, in the in the free agency era that I can recall. You know, what's what's interesting, this is this is a new new territory for me. Uh, there has always been depth issues and, you know, 
we, you, you, as long as we've known each other, you know, we go all the way back to when they were, when they were winless. I think, you know, being a, be, doing a podcast when the Buccaneers are winless and, you know, they get that win and then they get, you know, end up with Winston and you know, the rest of the story. That's kind of how that all started, but uh, where they are right now, depth is not a, a, a big question. And uh, when you look at the depth of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you bring back all your starters, you bring back a lot of the people that were role players uh, that kind of gave, you know, spelled out, you know, some of your starters so that they could come in and so they can go out and get rest. And uh, I've just never seen anything like that. So uh, when we got to the draft, it's like you're playing with house money. Yeah. Because How about this is uh, who were some of the players that kind of uh, were the ones that are surprising that you were able to bring back? I think of Chris Godwin. Is it I, was on, I was on your show. I was on your show and I said, Chris Godwin, I do not see the Bucks bringing him back. But. I mean, Antonio Brown is another one. I figured, you know, with, with what, what they did, you know, they would, you know, they would have lost somebody. I felt like. What about you know, the just, franchise def- tag defensive end that last uh, year had. Shaq Barrett. Year. Shaq Barrett. Shaq so, Barrett. That's it. What are we able to do with him? Is, are that, is that one year, multi-year? Well, yeah, it's one year. It's one year. This is, this is it right here. And, um, I mean, you, you gotta make the most of this because, uh, free agency next year are, the salary cap next year is going to go up a little bit, but it, they're not going to be able to bring everybody back next year. So this is it. All right. So um, as free agency unfolded and you guys were able to bring back some of those surprise names, Shank Barrett, uh, Godwin, you you wonder if they're betting on, um, and and I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a good example of this, is people were surprised that he re-signed with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers instead of going to the Ravens for more money. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I'm kind of coming back to is I think that we are seeing a lot of, of players banking on themselves, betting on themselves. Yeah. One of those being on the Carolina Panthers, Hassan Reddick, who had 12 sacks last year, who could have been in that conversation for top, top fleet money or at least breakout type money. And he took a one-year really actually very friendly deal for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about joining a team that he sees potential with where he can continue to shine and they can take advantage of his skill set. They know he knows the defensive coordinator, Phil Snow and Matt rule played under them in college. And I think he's betting on himself um, for next year when the salary cap expands. And I bet you that was a lot easier for Tampa Bay Buccaneer players yeah. to do given the fact that you could bring back the Super Bowl squad uh, again, bring the, yeah. get the band back together. Yeah. So I think a lot of these guys are like, hey, let's get a ring and get paid this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when you talk about Carolina, I you guys know that I was, I was the main one that said Carolina was not going to be as bad as people thought they were. And there were some games they should have won. I just felt like they didn't have certain pieces. But uh, Carolina is going to be a, a scary team to play there. It's not going to be you're going to walk in and just win the game, especially if Christian McCaffrey is healthy. Uh, I don't know what your quarterback situation is. I'm not a big Sam Darnold fan, personally. Well, first of rem- all, is even Sam Darnold fans aren't even big Sam Darnold fans, right? Is even uh, the most optimistic voices, even on this podcast, myself, Cody Lashney. Um, Cody Lashney, even more about Darnold and his talent level. 
for me, it's a glass half full, a yeah. reboot opportunity. Um, and we have to see these guys actually play, yeah. right? So it's like you can only be so excited, but right now, uh, that's what the team has tossed their their hat in the ring for him, and so that's what we we're dealing with. So you no, know, but I, but the thing you guys have to keep in mind too is the, your players have bought into Matt Rule's system, yeah. uh, both offense and defense, and regardless of what level of talent you have, like fifty Pro Bowlers or one or two. When you play as a unit, you can get a lot done as a collective unit as opposed to having, you know, three or four superstars. So uh, I I like what Carolina's doing. They're slowly but surely putting it together. And I would hope that your fan base would have uh, some, some semblance of patience uh, because this is not going to be an overnight thing. It will take some time. But you, got, you can see market improvement. And I think what people miss is that you didn't have Christian McCaffrey most of last year. And just consider what you had. You beat the Kansas City Chiefs. If Christian McCaffrey is healthy, 100% healthy, you beat the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And there are some other games that, that Carolina should have won, but I think with the lack of, of depth in, in certain places, it kind of hurts your team. So, uh, again, it's, an, it's one of those teams I'm going to be watching to see what they do. What happened in the dra- uh, for the Bucks with the draft? Um, I love the draft. I thought the draft was really good. Uh, you bring in uh, a player like a, a Joe Tryon, who uh, I know that he was out last year because of COVID. He didn't want to play. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, what he's done in the offseason to get himself ready for the NFL, uh, he's done quite a quite a bit to get himself ready. Uh, I know he had a minor surgery to clean up his knee, but he is at uh, he's going to be a mandatory OTA. So that's that's a positive. Uh, your second round pick, uh, Kyle Trask. Uh, if you're a SEC guy, uh, you know about him with the Florida Gators. I think it's really good to be able to bring a rookie in and let him sit uh, behind Tom Brady, uh, catch up with the speed of the NFL, and let's see what you've got next year, 2022. No pressure on him. Just sit back, mental reps, learn the speed of the game, just learn the system, and, and get yourself ready for when it's your time to be called up. So, uh, I love that pick. I, I thought it was a good pick. A lot of Bucks fans did not, but you have to have somebody because Tom Brady's not going to be around forever. So uh, you need to be preparing yourself for when he's gone. And Don't I think Tom Brady, Trask, huh? Don't tell Tom Brady he's not going to be around forever. <laughs> hey, oh. Father, Father Time's undefeated, though. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm not <laughs> one of those obnoxious Bucks fans that, hey, we won a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. But I, I'm enjoying it. And, um, you know, I, I'm just going to ride this till the wheels fall off. And then, you know, we go on to the, the next phase in, in football. So, uh, players like Kyle Trask, it's a good move. Robert Hansey, uh, I, from Notre Dame, uh, great offensive lineman. Uh, I think here's another guy with the level of depth that you have for the Buccaneers. Uh, you can rotate him in, but there's not a lot of pressure on him to come in and be an impact player maybe next year, but. Uh, again, with free agency, the way it's going to be, he's another guy that you just kind of let him another depth piece that could potentially help. And uh, probably the guy that I'm most excited about is Jalen Darden. Uh, because if you know anything about Tampa and you played us two times out of the year, our kick return team is atrocious. I mean, just kick returns was horrible. Jaden Mickens is just was not. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I hated him. 
you know, when you look at some kick returners, and you guys have had prolific kick returners in your history, um, he's one of those like guys that's like he has he has to think before when he gets the ball, he has to think where he's going. And when a good kick returner gets the ball instinctively, he knows I'm going this way. This is what I'm gonna do. And we never got that from him. He just kind of had and I can't put my finger on it. He kind of hesitated. So I'm hoping that Darden will be that guy that can come in and uh He's fast, and I mean his his speed is just ridiculous. So here's a guy that I'm I'm hoping can come in and compete for that kick returner position. You know that's going to be a something we're going to be looking at, uh, Cody CK. We're going to be looking at yeah. who the heck is going to be returning kicks for us going forward. As at, at points last year, we had Curtis Samuel returning punts. We had um, Christian McCaffrey at one point, and this was two years ago doing this. The punt return has been difficult for us. I feel like we were able to – who was it that we filled the void with? The chat room maybe could help us. We got a punt returner. It was like from Arizona, I think, who was all right. We had uh, one of those um, running backs that we don't know their names doing the kickoff, the returns. I think, Gene, the, the thing to look at for those guys that on punt returns is like you make one miss and then you go – Right mm-hmm. on the taking it out, you got to run north south, man. Yeah, yeah, That's you, can't, so you, can't bet. you can't go left in college. You can try to run east and west because you're faster than you know 85% of the people out there, but you've yeah. got to run north south. Uh, Pharaoh Cooper, thank you, Jason. Yeah, yeah we had Pharaoh Cooper last year, and he may or may not be on the team. No, they all, he went, he's not with the Jaguars, I think. Oh, he did. Okay, so um, a lot of people are looking to to Shai Smith as being the guy. Now, you know, special teams are a very big, important component of the game, and I think that's what Gene is highlighting is we know the Bucks have had some problems with, you know, kids old kickers. Yeah, it's been a, a tough day. I saw that our today, uh, CK, we were looking for things to talk about, Mm-hmm. And I was looking on Panthers news, Panthers.com, and like this is what their story is. So thin, they said this is that uh, who's your boy, the the our 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 field goal kicker, the big Sly. dude, Joey Sly, Joey Sly, working on headline, working on the mental part of the game. We that's are bad. In that's a bad sign. <laughs> that's I'm a bad telling sign. you, I'm telling you from experience as a Bucks fan who's had worst kicker after worst kicker. When somebody is it said mentions it in the news that they are working on the mental, that's that's mm. like a cracked egg, and you're not getting that yolk back in there. Well, for us, is that we got no choice. <laughs> he's, he's kind of uh, he's been okay, man. For him, yes, he extra points. I'm so you know, is that yeah, like yeah. that's the thing? Is some people? I did you know this, CK? That uh, Graham Gano is like the fourth highest paid kicker in all the NFL. Why? Yeah. For you have like sex tape on somebody or something? Dave on Dave Gettleman, clearly, man. Dave Gettleman <laughs> loves some Graham Gano. He was he only missed one field goal last year. He was he had a very good last year. You know, yeah. I mean now that's only four he's making four and a half million dollars. Yeah. But most of these guys were trotting out there for the league minimum and and cutting them like uh who's that guy? Zimmer? Yeah, then we'll cut a damn a, a kicker in a heartbeat. All right, so the Bucks uh, playing with house money and free agency. Everybody wants to play with Tom Brady. Everybody wants to be a winner. 
you go into the draft and you reload that linebacker right away, you assholes. Yeah. Always getting these linebackers, man. Um, yeah. They, they learned they learn yeah. from the Panthers on that. <laughs> yeah. That's all we were doing for like 30 years, and then now all of a sudden, like, we can't even find a linebacker. And now we can't get one. You're right. Um, so now the Bucks. When are, are there any other? Are there any storylines that are relevant for us to be talking about? And I, I'm going to bring up one that's unrelated to the Bucks, but related to all of us in the NFC South. Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans for like maybe a second and a six or a second four. I forget. I didn't look at the details. Over a money dump. I hate Look, Atlanta. I hate Atlanta. I'm going to say this. The best ability is availability. And you haven't really got that from Julio Jones for a couple of years. He's always injured, but he's always producing. Though. Right. Yeah, I, I totally get that. He's producing, but when it's money uh, time and you need him. He hasn't been there. He hasn't been there. He's been hurt. I mean, if you, if you objectively go back as, as much as I hate him, I'm glad they're a broken team after the Super Bowl loss. Right. But we can talk about that another time. But if you look at them objectively and just look at when Julio Jones, he may in the midseason, he'll blow up and get get you to 300, 400 yards or whatever yeah, against the Panthers. Yeah. But <laughs> when when it's game, when it's go time and he's really needed, he's usually been injured. And, and I mean, seriously, if you look at the last two, three years, that's just been the way it's been for him. Yeah. He's always dealt with injuries uh, nonstop um, throughout his career. But he's always been a way to – he's been a producer. Like, he's still – despite that, hmm. he's still 1,000 yards every year. He's still – you know, But what it's when he gets – Playing the Carolina Panthers. Um, interestingly, though, is that Julio Jones is a big part of their franchise, right? As you go back to when they acquired Julio Jones, it was one of those kind of trend-setting – trades that they were you know they moved up they put like a bunch of picks to get who we yeah, got the farm to get him you saw buffalo try to replicate this a few years later with sammy watkins or maybe two right. years it was very it was it wasn't that far afterwards julio jones is 33 maybe he's like he's still up there but he is yeah. legit what do you think about him on the titans gene um i'm still not sold on ryan Tannehill. not 100 sold on the guy um, when you look at their running game, running game is amazing. Uh, right. you, you take away that running game, I don't know what you have. They don't. Who's their tight end? Who's their starting tight end? Yeah, I uh, don't Delaney know. Walker. Delaney Walker's yeah, gone. There. Yeah, you're right. Delaney Walker's gone. Um, I, I just die again. They, I still, I understand what he can do, what he can bring to the team when he's healthy. Uh, but, but again, I just don't know what you, what you know, what else they have. You need. A complete team. I, their defense is going to really have to. That I, well, I think drafted some, those corners they drafted this year. They're going to need some rookies to step up. They, you know, their their defense, like their, defense. their defense wasn't as good as it was advertised two years ago. Now last yeah. year, kind of stepped back and some different things. I kind of think the Julio Jones trade is resemblance of the Stefan Diggs trade to Buffalo. And you gotta wonder, is that like you said, as I'm with you, as I'm not I'm not sold on Tannehill. Um I, but I, I do think he's kind of sal well, not kind of, he salvaged his career. He's not as bad as he what I saw in Miami. And I've seen I saw this dude give us right. a game one time where he was on the five yard line. They were about to beat us, and he goes to throw the ball and it went backwards. Yeah. And we recovered, and it was like, thank you. We would have lost this game. 
if he was not he a not done that, yeah. But as Panther fans are listening to this, Tannehill is a very important name for us because he is the one that most people are leaning on to discuss Sam Darnold, right? Adam Gase, Tannehill, you get out from Adam Gase, Tannehill's resurrection in Tennessee. And a lot of people, what we want to believe is that Sam Darnold getting out from Adam Gase in New York now can find a resurrection. We're trying to do what Tennessee is trying to do. But I do believe that Adam Julio at this point is that they say, and look, is that we've been in the playoffs for the last two years, right? Or yeah, did yeah. They, made, they made the playoffs this past yeah, they, year. Yeah, right? yeah, they, yeah. And they have a, a beast of a running back. They have – is that Vrabel's going to have to get that defense right because yeah. now um, – I, I hope – I wonder if Tannehill's got the arm to really take advantage of Julio. That's going to be – that's that's what's going to be on display right now. And um, I I know some podcasters from from Tennessee, and I follow them during the NFL season. And that there there was one who just continually roasts Ryan Tannehill, and uh, doesn't think he's that good. And um, I, I again I don't know if this will help him, uh, but with that that offense that they have is predicated on having a, a, t- a good possession tight end. And I and again I just don't know. Who they have you can't just totally lean on the running game uh there have been times where you know henry's been he's been stopped you know and that what what does the rest of the team do so i you know as i don't know it's it's going to be interesting to watch i'm just going to kind of sit back and watch that i mean they did have to restructure ryan Tannehill's contract to make room for the 15 million cap hit that julio was going to have so i mean i think that again and i know the idea of a, of a restructure does not mean pay cut, but it also means that they, and it could be Ryan Tannehill offering it, but I think Ryan Tannehill understands that, you know, there's, there's a good chance that somebody like a Julio Jones makes him look much better as a quarterback than, than, you know, anything else that he's got on the team other than, you know, obviously you have a nice Brown there, but um, See, yeah. With Tannehill, the good thing for him is that he there's no problem for him restructuring this contract. Yeah, and the reason that being is that they paid Tannehill, I won't say overpaid. They paid. They said after that their first playoff two years ago, 2019, they came out and he was done on his one year deal or whatever the deal was, and they went ahead and extended him, and that was before they reached terms with Derrick Henry. Remember they made right. Derrick Henry sit. Now then they paid him. So, look, is that Tannehill's got his money at this point, right. and a restructure isn't going to take away money. It could potentially take away uh, his ability to get a new contract. But for him, is that his ability to get a new contract is predicated on him just being successful. Like, he just wants right. to live this contract out. Right. So, you give me Julio, I'll do it. I'll go wash Julio's car if I'm Ryan, <laughs> Hanna, Ryan Tannehill. The question, though, is how would Tennessee be without Arthur Smith? Is that his name? What's a, who's a now Atlanta Falcons head coach, whoever that guy is? Yeah, Arthur, Arthur. Is Arthur Smith, I think, is who it is. Okay. So what a, uh, now, Gene, is looking outside. You said it. People in the chat room were happy to hear it. You hate the Atlanta Falcons. We hate the Atlanta Falcons. Not what more than me. Mm, I don't know. We're right. all like we're, we're, we're ready to charge the gates with you. How about that? Yeah, we can <laughs> all we can all make this team effort. Yeah, exactly. It is my it's certainly my most hated team. 
personally, yeah. and this says it's just a personal thing going back to Mike Vick, and it's not the dog stuff, folks. Actually, the dog no. stuff resurrected him for me. They're a delusional fan base. This goes back to when they went to the Super Bowl and, and failed. Yeah. But, you know, that, yeah. even, I, I just don't – their fan base is just hard to deal with. So what is – what's going to happen to the Atlanta Falcons now? No Julio Jones. No Julio Jones. Um, they're going to have to depend on the rookie. And um, who's their number one wide receiver now? Um, um, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Oh, Ca- Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, and Calvin – Kyle Pitts actually. Yeah, is, uh, I, I don't I know. It, I don't know that number one. I think that Ridley's more like a, a Juju Smith Schuster uh, without a, with, without Antonio Brown. That's mm, yeah. That's but we'll see. I, he may redeem himself and he may change my mind this year. But you know when Juju had the he's chance good, to be the man. number one, he's, he's like Golden Tate, man. He's yeah. good. He's good. But like you, are you going to build your wide receiver core around him? Or, you know, is that he's good when Julio's on the other side? He's right. Great. That's that's that he's that number two. Now he's going to be that guy. Let's see. Let's see what he does. And that's the he's always been the yeah. That's that's a hundred percent the the argument I've always made when people wanted to compare him and DJ Moore from a yeah. statistic standpoint. DJ Moore clearly was not doing what he what Calvin Ridley was, but Calvin Ridley was on the receiving end of a lot of very easy touchdowns. Um, due to the fact that he was not being covered the same way DJ exactly. Moore was, exactly. so uh, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that uh, that statement. I think it's uh, it's just a matter of I think this is the 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 prove it year. I mm-hmm. I think it's a it's an interesting year for the Falcons in general because we've seen that they've made some moves, but I think everybody can agree right now if my Matt Ryan does not come out and show that he deserved to be drafted or he deserved to have Kyle Pitts drafted as opposed to say uh um uh, uh a justin fields you know um you know then yeah. that would be that that's going to be the biggest question mark here i think for anything is is whether or not he's going to come out and show that he was uh he, he deserved to be the starter as opposed to uh, them uh picking the future uh with that uh that uh what fourth overall pick yeah i mean and, and i they had to have known though that julio was on the you know that they they knew it. Everybody knew it. Is that their their salary cap situation was in such shambles? Mm-hmm. That's the thing they were paying between between Julio and Matt Ryan. That was sixty million dollars. Yep. You know, I mean, if you think, I mean, that is a thirty percent of the salary cap. Um, right between the, and they couldn't resign anybody that they needed, and. I don't know. It's like is like it's it's just one of those things. Is you just got to pick who you're going to go with. Arguably, I thought, I mean, they had to do this. And you know what? Is that this is fine. Is do you think Julio went to the right place? I don't, I'm still not sold on Tannehill. I, I think that's the only thing that's stopping me from saying, yeah, that's the spot to go to. I mean, if you, if, if he goes to, um, let's say he went to Seattle, you, you right. know, he's going to ball out there. I mean, just because of that wide receiver room there. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other teams that he could have gone to where he would have been. I, I just am not sold on that quarterback. That's the only thing that, you know, I can't 100% say, yeah, that was a great move because uh, we still don't know what Tannehill is going to do. Right. He went to the the one, you know, where he should have gone. And uh, I maybe think Indi- maybe that. Indianapolis, maybe Green Bay. Ooh, that wouldn't. I, see, Green the thing. Bay. 
I don't think they have much. That would have made Aaron Rodgers come to fucking mandatory. You know, Aaron Rodgers was not at the mandatory. Yeah. They started their mandatory camp today. Aaron Rodgers was not there. And he could be fined $100,000 for it, which is insane to me. I'm like, yeah, bro. I wish I could, I I wish I could find $100,000 and not I know. worry about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, can they just give me that? Like, just give we, me the interest. Can we apply for like the fines to be deposited into our accounts? Like, is there a giveaway that they can do? I think that look, if you're the Green Bay uh, Packers, you know that you have a problem with Aaron Rodgers being unhappy, and that would have been one way to say, "Look, is let's get one more year of quiet. Like, let's go get this shit." He would have come back. He would have been fine. I told my friend this, and he said, guess what? The thing, the only problem with that scenario that you're throwing out there is that you think that Green Bay gives a fuck about keeping Aaron Rodgers happy. Obviously, they want him to play mad, dude. If Aaron Rodgers plays mad, he is the league MVP, bro. He's going to come out for 45-5. Marquez, Scandrick, Valdez, Valdez, Skinner, whatever, dropping every fucking pass. Should yeah. have been catching him on my fantasy. Stone-handed devil. Yeah, I saw that. God knows he was terrible. All right, uh, Gene, any uh, other news or storylines you want to talk before he bounce out of here? Um, keep, keep an eye on Giovanni Bernard. Uh, quiet, quiet uh, free oh. agency pickup. Uh, replaced uh, Shady McCoy, who basically stole that salary from last year from the Bucks. Uh, but that's quite an upgrade, bringing in a Giovanni Bernard. Uh, I think he will be able to help the the Buccaneers offense on third downs. So keep an eye on him. And uh, again, I'm I'm looking for you guys to do big things this year. And I'm sure we'll you know we'll all link up again. But you know this has been one of my project teams that I kind of keep an eye on. And um, you know I just like what you guys are doing right now. I love the coach. Uh, I love yeah. you know just everything that you guys are doing. I just hope that you know it can all work out for you. Hopefully he won't. Then we'll make him leave before he can finish what he needs to do. Yeah, let him finish the work he started before we say that he's uh, failed or anything. Yeah, I agree. All right, man, we appreciate it. But tell them how you how they can find your podcast. All right, you can reach me at Buck What You Heard on Twitter. Uh, podcast is Buck What You Heard on YouTube. Uh, you follow me, I'll follow you back. Uh, I love getting people. It doesn't matter if you're Bucks fans or not. Uh, real, real cool uh, chat room. You know, we just love talking football, so check us out. All right, man. You guys check out Gene Thomas, Buck What You Heard, best name uh, for a podcast (laughs) in the business, and always a great guest. A lot of people were happy to see you. Thanks, man, for carving out some time for us tonight. Appreciate you guys. All right. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, guys. uh, That was Gene Thomas, Buck What You Heard. Um, Now you're listening to the longest-running Panthers podcast is C3 Panthers podcast. Go ahead and smash that thumbs-up button. Subscribe to the show. Follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Where can they follow your work at, Code Dizzle? You can find me on uh, Facebook Gaming um, or Twitch, really, at this point, um, and YouTube, really, as well, uh, Code Dizzle underscore Allen. And uh, I'm streaming games. Um, it's been a lot of Warzone, but I have been making uh, – uh transitions from that game into other styles of game as well and so uh come check it out also um keep an eye out we're not done we're not done we got plenty to go still all right cool cool let's make it sure um don't worry folks is that uh bank of america may be falling down um that was the latest here actually i put let me see if i can put the 
I think I got it up here. I saw this is the tweet that I saw from um, Joe Person. And uh, I guess the only other thing that I know to talk about that's Panthers news and notes is that David Tepper and them donated uh, to a big, like a park, like a uh, for um, disabled people in Rock Hill, South Carolina, gave a 500,000 personal donation to it. Um, And also there was talk about Bank of America and the questions surrounding if we need a new stadium, if we need a dome on the stadium and this and that. And uh, Tepper says at some point, this is reported by Joe Person on Twitter, at some point Bank of America Stadium is going to fall down. But Tepper says, quote, I'm not building the stadium alone. The community is going to have to want it. I also heard that he doesn't want to have a dome, which was kind of surprising, given the fact that they're putting in turf. Um, and that's the other thing is that we saw the grass go away from Bank of America. So everybody is interested in um, what will happen when it comes to Bank of America and Panthers moving forward. We know they have that giant facility they're building, Rock Hill, the training facility. They got the bubble up so they can practice bubble. The one thing that's great about the Charlotte, about Bank of America is right in the city. And, you know, is that like, that's cool, man, is that you get to go to the game part. I mean, yeah, parking can sometimes be difficult. Right. But you're in there and then you get to leave. You get to go. You can go to eat. You can. It's, it's really right. It feels cool. Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't feel like the, it's it's a and you hear this a lot, I feel like. But it's a big city without the big city feel. You know, it's it's you kind of have a. um I don't know. Like, I know you still have some some assholes and some criminal activity that takes place there. But, you know, for the most part, it's a pretty chill place. Although every time I go there, I have a I have a blast. Yeah. All right. Um, So, look, you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast powered by Volta. We're about to get into the cat calls. Right. And don't forget that if you live in North and South Carolina, you're a homeowner. You can contact uh, Kevin Brown, your solar consultant add equity to your home uh cut the cord with your energy company and you get solar panels or you go green you take advantage of these tax cuts and they can fix your utility bill for life right no ups and downs no this and that you you can become energy independent add equity to your home with no money down contact kevin brown solar consultant at 704-215-3373. Cody, we need to go ahead and uh, maybe we can get into these cat calls. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if I can share it. Let me see. I'm, I'm, I miss my producer. Where's my producer at? <laughs> right. Where's my producer? Need to get Damn, better right there. Here we go. Somewhere. Maybe today. Maybe. Guess it would help if I unmute. Nah. Oh, now you got to hear the music. So what are your first. thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like... Thank you. 
Small Cats Brothers, how y'all doing? Chief Cavassier, I know it's been a while, I've been trying to call in, but y'all been having some good-ass discussions. You know what I'm about to damn say. Julio Jones is now out of the NFC South. He's still in the South because you next door in Tennessee and everything, but you don't got to deal with your ass no more. I wish him the best of luck. Atlanta, you guys, I don't know who the hell you're going to throw to. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and the other wide receivers, I don't know. I'm laughing because I think that was a number one weapon. But, gentlemen, let's talk about something really quick, something that just flashed by my head uh, yesterday. I remember when we got rid of Steve Smith, oh, that was a dark day. For the Panthers, it was dark as hell. But you know what happened that year? We went 15-1, and and we went to the damn Super Bowl. You know, I'm not saying, hey, hey, I'm not saying Atlanta is going to go 15-1. I only see no boys making it in the playoffs. I don't. But you never know, man. You never know. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, man. Thanks, G. As, yeah, I can't believe you just put that in my head right there. That's so rude, dude. We're at the playoffs. Yeah, like, like we got rid of our, our our best wide receiver ever, and uh, and then we went to the the Super Bowl that year. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I was really hoping they were going to be bad. Now you got me thinking. Hmm, maybe they're going to be good. I was. Uh, I have an anonymous friend that sent me a message. He wants to uh, leave the name out of it, but. He went on a date with a girl who was a um who her brother is plays off on the offensive line for the Washington Redskins. Oh. And uh he asked about John Mats John Matsko, right? I think he went okay. to uh Washington, the famed offensive line coach. Yeah. Um everybody says he's a genius, brilliant dude even though we didn't have a good offensive line half the time. Uh, didn't have a ton of good things to say. He said it was a good day when he wasn't talking to him. <laughs> that was one of the things. Another thing is that that ultimately that they just weren't that not overly in love with Ron Rivera. Interesting. Really? The uh, players, players are? Yeah, or that player. You know, who knows how deep they are or how, uh, you know. But Ron yeah. Rivera has put some – there's been some – I, I've been a proponent of saying this is Ron Rivera's personality changed after the Super Bowl, where yeah. he started by I think a little bit too much into himself. Yeah. He used to always talk about it was me, we gotta change, we gotta change. And then after the Super Bowl, it's like these players gotta execute, they gotta do it. And and maybe this isn't just me harping on the words too too much. But one of the things that's strange as you look to the Washington football team is they got rid of Morgan Moses, they cut a guard. Like again, they're trying to do that. You know what Ron Rivera wants to do? Build a. He wants to pay all those defensive players, Jonathan Allen. All those dudes are going to get paid, and they're having they want to have a badass defense. But whoever their quarterback is, going to be run for their fucking life the whole time. Uh, thanks, G, and we're with you. Get the hell out of here, Julio. It's a good day for us. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. What's going on, C three Nation? This is your boy JNC hitting y'all up. Um. Man, I just now saw something on Twitter that said something about David Tepper, about this new stadium. David Tepper saying, you know, because of the COVID, he's not building a new stadium. 
And if he was going to build a new stadium, it's going to take, it's going to take more than him, just him. I see a lot of Panthers fans, you know, upset about that, saying why, you know, he's a billionaire. Why is he, you know, why can't he pay for it? I don't think people understand that it's a lot of billionaires that owns a football team that hasn't paid for it, you know, paid right. for the stadium. And if you want the team to be here, and this is your team, and you want the team to be here, and you want a new stadium, guess what? You're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to, as a taxpayer, you're gonna have to pay up. Amen. That's just how it's gonna you work. Gotta move I mean, outside the city limits. I know a lot of North Carolina people saying this is our team. This ain't South Carolina team. Well, North Carolina people, y'all gonna have to pay up if y'all want that new stadium. Cause. Cause Charlotte gonna need a new stadium. You know, Bank of America is old. It's an old stadium. That hey, if you want Final Four, Super Bowl, and stuff like that, you want big business, you're gonna have to get a new stadium. Not wrong. All right, All right James. Good call. Uh, good call. And actually, bring up the. I guess the crux of the argument is. Um, first of all, how many? I don't think has there been anybody's paid for their own stadium. I mean, I'm sure there's uh, there's been somebody who's paid more than others, but I don't think that I can't recall a situation where it wasn't uh, it wasn't at least helped by the government in some way, shape, or form. And the reason is, and it's logical, right? And and I get the argument. Like, I'm not I'm not saying I don't understand the argument Panthers fans have of like, hey, listen, the government shouldn't have to pay for your own stadium, but somebody will. Like, that's the problem with this, is that somebody will, and there is a mutual benefit to it all from a taxpayer's perspective of the economy will be better because the Panthers are in town. So it's it a is, win. There is, but there also have been studies that say it doesn't bring back the, you know, the revenue that people say it's going to bring back, right? Yeah. Like, is the business, the David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers are going to talk about all the revenue and all this that they bring uh, Charlotte, right? And... Certainly, they're going to that. That's going to be the focal point. Interestingly, though, a lot of these times, these guys are kind of like free capitalists or the people that support these things. They're like, hey, like, uh, like, let us make as much. It does a NFL team. It's not like a social necessity. You know, it's not like uh, public schools or something, you know, like we think is. So there's that kind of dynamic is that if, you know, if the NFL is so profitable, these guys aren't making so much money. Why is it that they are are in the need to lean? It's not that they need to lean. It's that they can lean, right? Is yeah. that, you know what, is that they could build their own stadium. He could well, afford it and do all that, and he would still profit, likely. But he doesn't have to. Well, like, it's, right? it's what I also tell people this, too, right? Rich people didn't get rich by not taking advantage of making money, Right. Like, and, and not spending money where they don't have to spend money. Like the part is like, if David Tepper didn't believe that an indoor facility was going to help him help the team, he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have put the money out for that. He would have had some other way of trying to come up with that money to do that, or had somebody else pay for it or wait until that actually hurt. And him. they got a bunch of tax breaks from Rock Hill, South Carolina. And, and the last story I heard was, is that South Carolina, that the Panthers were upset and potentially suing the county of Rock Hill or city for not meeting their obligations of 
like infrastructure, like they were supposed to get a, it's kind of dependent on them getting one of those bonds passed or something. And, and they weren't, they didn't get it passed. And now the city's not meeting their end of the deal or the County or whatever. And the Panthers are asking for that loot. Yeah. Um, you know, is that, uh, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a strange argument. It's just a strange discussion. Is that because we're talking about a sport there that is optional, number one. Right. Uh, number two is that it's like one of the most profitable sports in the world, profitable enterprises in the world. And then it's so popular and we want it so badly that the people of a city are willing to foot the bill for it. Right. Because you could be like, um, what was it recently? I mean, I think Oakland right? Going to LA, I mean, to Las Vegas, but I heard somewhere else too. And it was like, Hey, if you guys aren't going to start consider building a new stadium, we might consider moving this fucking team. And that's yeah. a sad, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough conversation to have. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't think bank of America is in that bad of shape. The other mm. thing though, about it, though, is that it wasn't but in 2014 or 15 that Charlotte footed the bill for $50 million in renovations. Remember, they put the escalators in right, and yeah. some different things like that. So this comes around every five years until you get the multi-billion dollar stadium and you got to pay for it for the next 25 years. All right. 252-228-5098. Hey, guys. It's Chuck from Elizabeth City. What's up, Chuck? Um, I looked up and seen you guys today where that's a slow week, I guess. It and is. going to cover our arch rival, Tampa Bay, bunch of queers. <laughs> and all I want to know is when Tampa Bay plays that opening night game in Tampa on a Thursday night, is Tom Brady going to reach in his vagina oh, and put out that Super Bowl trophy? Tampon Bay is terrible. Anyway, guys, keep pounding. <laughs> tampon. And, uh, let's get some Panther content rolling. Oh, man. Yeah, we're waiting for some news. Good call. 252-228-5098. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston. Uh, I want to talk about Thomas Davis and what's going on with him. Like, yeah. somebody broke into that motherfucker's house and fucked up his, you know, car or whatever. Like, what the fuck? You know, I think we as Panthers Nation, Panther fans need to find this fucker and fuck him up. But, Man, Thomas Davis you know, got insurance. I'm podcast right. now here and trying to talk about positive. Be positive. So let's talk about something positive. Yeah, uh, this dude's about know. to strap up for Thomas Davis, man. Good call. Uh, thanks, Derek Kevin from Charleston. Um, that man, look again, is that I'm not going to get overly cry about millionaires. <laughs> you know, I mean, is that like, I'll, I'll get cry about the TJ Olsen story. I'm not going to get cry about David Tepper needing a new stadium and, uh, and Thomas Davis's right. McLaren wrecked when he got insurance. You don't worry. Is that, you know what they caught the, how about this? If somebody stole my truck and smashed it in a tree and I got on, Twitter with all of my 6,000 plus followers, which is a lot. Thank you. Follow at cat underscore chronicles. <laughs> you think we're going to be tracking that motherfucker down anytime soon? So no, is that look, is that it's actually kind of crazy to me that people had the guts and the gumption to break into all these houses in these rich ass neighborhoods. 
Right. That is like the weird. That's like them. Them mugs didn't have. They didn't give no fucks. They coming in there breaking in the whole neighborhood, and they knew everybody was in like Cabo and shit. Yeah. They just, well, and that's like <laughs> like when you watch these guys like in that video. I don't know if you watched the video. Like, I I just I'm surprised that those guys were just had that the. Do you think they actually broke into that knowing it was Thomas Davis's house? I don't know. What, 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 what video was it? I mean, it was a video from uh, Thomas Davis's like garage. Like that's that's the thing that these guys were like this. I, I'm not going to talk like I don't know what his situation was, but dude walked into a house that's clearly owned by somebody who has a lot more money than he does with no mask on like whatsoever. Mm. Walking that's around smart. in there. Yeah. Like, you know, they yeah. got a security system, folks. Come on. Right. right. And get your social look. Is that they look? Uh, Roy Cooper took away the mask mandate, and even robbers don't even wear them no more. <laughs> All right. Uh, next call. What it do, boys? It's your boy Mike. You already know who it is. You know who it is. God damn it! Ah, it's the best thing since the supersized Big Mac meal, baby. Supreme <laughs> Hope you guys are having a wonderful but very moist week. Oh my god, it's so humid out here. Oh my lord. Said, but very moist. Oh my week. Jesus. Oh my every god out there. Whew. How can it be like low eighties but as soon as I step outside I'm Still sweating. Goodness gracious. Okay. Um, yeah, so hope everyone's all right. Uh, not too much going on. Um, hey, I heard Ian Thomas is uh, looking pretty good out there in OTAs. And, uh, you know, every time Matt Rule says somebody looks good, <laughs> they get <laughs> Did you so, see my uh, post on this? R.I.P. Ian Thomas. Um, yeah, you got that going on. Um, let's see, what else? Um, oh, of course. I am going to be a full supporter of our team, the Carolina Panthers, having a TJ patch on their jerseys this year for my man TJ Olsen. All right. Can't imagine what he's going through. Um, you know, I got babies. You know, I got three sons, one of whom has autism. You know, he's pretty much nonverbal, but, uh, you know, we're working through it with speech therapy and all that. You right. know, it, it doesn't quantify to what they're going through, but I understand as a parent. So big shout out to the Olsen family. Let's right. get that PJ patch on the jersey. Um, let's see. Um, hey, how about this? Uh, Mick Mixon. Is retiring from the oh another story yeah great great thank you of on the radio thing thing um he's been doing it since 2005 uh who should replace him me got anybody in mind you know uh maybe a previous panther or something like that you know who should replace mcmixon let me know guys play by play though see here's the keep pounding i couldn't do the play by play honestly 
Good call. Is that it's hard to, to speculate. It's easy for me to maybe give you a color guy, right? Like is someone that we want to kind of explain football. Like is like, is that immediately if this was the color commentator going, we'd say, well, let's get Olsen. Let's get, you know, they've last year for the color commentary or the year before last year, I think they cycled in. Um, it was a, a mix of Jake DeLome, um, yeah. Jordan Gross, right, and some and some different things because Eugene Robinson was is no longer Mick Mixon. Though, what are your thoughts on Mick Mixon? I've never like i I like him just because of the, the the longevity he's had with the Panthers. But as an actual commentator, I've never been a big fan. Really? Like, yeah, he's so I mean, vanilla in one way. Like yeah. I like him because he has he's like the the clarity, his right. voice. Like he's technically as a play by play commentator, he's like he does a very good job. Yeah, yeah. He does a very good job in that respect. But I also think like like when you're comparing him to the like for instance our uh previous Spanish broadcasters, like I mean the energy levels just weren't on the on the on the level that I think that you know, you want from an entertainment perspective, like, I don't know, just, uh, and, and it's not all about that. His I entertainment mean, is my stuff like this is Ron Rivera takes his big, strong arms and crosses them over his big, burly chest as, um, as Teddy Bridgewater steps up and licks his fingers, then hands on the bottom and caresses the ball. He is <laughs> the description is always so like, uh, so specific. It's, 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 just, it's like it's, you can't help but laugh half the time. Is yeah. that with Ron Rivera? He was always talking about Ron Rivera's big burly chest, his big broad arms, and it's so descriptive in that. Uh, Mick, yeah, Mixon does have that old school radio voice vibe. I liked him. I, you know, I like him, and I did. You don't like him, you know. It's like, you know, like now that he's gone, we'll be interested to see who takes over with play right. by play. Right. Um, he is having a storied exit at this point, as he's announced that um, he is going to be retiring after this year. And I guess this is when I we I wasn't going to do it, but you said something about it earlier. Julio got this big fanfare from. Atlanta. They sent out, they made a movie about how he changed the position. Right. And he is, what, what, what's his number two? Are you talking about who lives? 11. 11, 11 yeah. You're thinking 11. about Roman numerals. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, he, uh, how he changed the position, this and that. And I didn't want to think about it. I want to talk about it, but I saw some people bring it up in the discord and also on Twitter. Yeah. It's like uh, all these other. It, it just get. It's like the salt in the wound for the Carolina Panthers with a great player, Cam Newton. It's just like he didn't play for it. Th- thanks, Cam. They didn't even put up a tweet for him. I bet you. You know what? Is that this? Is what do you think they'll do for Mick Mixon? They'll probably retire a microphone for him. Right. <laughs> they'll probably retire a microphone. Oh my um, god! All right. Now I like Mick Mixon. It's all right, but he does. He's like. The sweat glistens down his brow as his arms masculinely folded across his big, broad chest. Stepping up to the line, licking his fingers, licking his fingers again, hands on the bottom. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Mick Mixon. Uh, Next call. Hey, guys. Joey, I just wanted to 
respond to G's call. Uh, yeah, dude. You opened up a can of worms saying that because, uh, yeah, no one saw us making the playoffs either, but we did. So, uh, why well, now you just opened Pandora's box and, uh, God, dealing with Atlanta and the Bucks. Ah. Not something I want to think about. I only hope New Orleans ain't going to be good. We got to deal with both of those two at their peaks. But the good thing is that if it's Tampa and Atlanta, I don't see Tampa losing to Atlanta. No, no one. I try not to look at Atlanta, but you know. I can't look at the Panthers either, which kind of sucks. But oh, anyway, so that's blind. Yeah, joke. whatever happened to my favorite crippled in the whole world? My uh, my 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 fellow handicap. Where, where is he at? Cody Lashley's taking uh, a night of rest tonight, hey, man. Hey guys, that's all day. Not many football takes, except I'm super excited for the Panthers season. Which is why I wish I could time travel so I could just take a pill and go to sleep and wake up on the Panthers play again. Because this is getting agonizing. Anyway, guys. Like the news cycle, Cody Lashley is taking a day of rest. The Carolina Panthers, really not much to talk about when it comes to them. As Mick Mixon, we've talked about tonight. We've talked about Thomas Davis and the break-in. We've talked a little bit about Robbie Anderson, um, as we go forward. Oh, I do want to address this before we close is that people were talking about this. Um, and, and last week I said, and this podcast, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, I said, this wide receiver core is thin. And, uh, right now we're looking at this. We're talking about Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, number one, Robbie Anderson, number two, Terrence Marshall, Jr. Number three. And then behind those guys are a bunch of names. Shai Smith, Omar Bayless, people brought up to me. Day, uh, David Moore from the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And when I say our wide receiver core is thin, it's not meant to shit on the young players. Right. But I do believe uh, is that you can only expect so much out of a player who hasn't played in this league. Look at how long it took for Curtis Samuel to ultimately become what we thought last year was the best version of himself, despite him giving it his all and, and being sensational throughout the process is that to count on somebody that you haven't seen before, I think is a lot. And that's why I truly believe is this, is that right now you're trying to tell me our wide receiver core is deep because we got Terrence Marshall jr. And you are under the assumption that he's going to be fantastic, and I hope he is. But he's dealt with some injury problems going forward. And, yes, he will be reunited with Joe Brady where he had a lot of success in LSU. But my thing is this, is that this, uh, when you look at our our wide receiver core, and, and maybe every team is like this, it's predicated on these guys being healthy. Robbie Anderson in the last year of his deal, DJ Moore going into his fifth year, is that right? Yeah, the exercise. Um, no, wait, this is going into his fourth year. And they're going to give him the fifth yeah, year. Yeah, they've, they've exercised the fifth year after that, yeah. 
So I like the I, I when I say thin, I think this is that you guys just are banking on the people's upsides working out entirely. Um, but what if this what if what if what if um you don't want to knock on wood, but what if Robbie Anderson goes down and it's just DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall Jr. and then whoever else we can work, David Moore? Is that that I don't know if thin's the right word. It's just this. It is predicated on it working. That's it. Certainly. It's predicated on working. So uh, that's my point on that. Um, so we've talked about wide receivers. We've talked about why, Robbie Anderson a little bit. Brian Burns, I saw a storyline saying is that he's trying to step up and become a leader. That's going to be exciting as we see this young defense continue to grow. Um, and we'll continue to watch the mini camps. Uh, the Panthers have not started their mandatory one as far as, far as I know. The Green Bay Packers did, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. Let's see if D, if Robbie Anderson is there. I guess will be the story for us. Um, but look, it looks like um, look is that we're in neutral. We're in uh, fourth gear. We're just cruising. At this point, um, no news is actually good news in this, in this time of year. You don't want to hear someone uh, tearing an ACL and non contact. You know, in exercise, right. someone getting arrested. This and that. So, um, all right, last part of the show, CK, is to ice somebody up, toughen up, tell them to get it together. This is our homage to Steve Smith. Um, I'd like to thank everybody before we do that for being a part of the show. You guys are watching. You guys are great in the chat room. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of it. Go ahead and drop your ice ups in the chat room if you want. Uh, CK, you got an ice up for me tonight? Um, yes and no. Um, <laughs> so... My my ice up is um, is going to be a lot around my work, and that's why I say no because not many people are going to really care about this. But and I know this doesn't go for every person dealing with this, but I, I feel it's important to, to express. Right now, the U.S. has nine million job openings. Right, that's a lot mm. of job openings. And can I tell you how many people per day say? Yeah, I'm not working. Nobody's hiring. Can't I have yet to go into a place and not see a hot, you know, or not see a you know now hiring sign, right? Um, now it may not be the the ideal scenario, right? It may not be your dream job, but I'm telling you right now, like just from what I know and what I've seen, the amount of people that are going to flock to the job market once this unemployment starts to expire because they will not extend it. With the jobs numbers like that, the the unemployment benefits will not be extended the way that they have been. You're not going to want to be one of the people w- trying to find a job when everybody else in the country is looking for a job. It, take advantage of the competition or the lack of competition right now and go out there, find something to do. And then guess what? You're going to be on the track to a leadership position in no time because you're going to be one of the few people that have stood up and actually said, I'm ready to do it. Um, and I know that doesn't go for everybody, and I don't want this to become a political thing. This is not what my intention is with this. But I, I deal with this debt collection stuff on a daily basis, and the amount of people that still believe in their heart of hearts that there aren't anything out there, it's those people that I want to say ice up to. So uh, ice up, son. All right, I got a list of ice ups right now. Number one goes to the people that are installing our pool. Uh, again, is that, oh, this, no. and this comes back to COVID, I guess, is that the liners for pools because everybody's been buying, but like I started this in October, bro. 
I was almost before the wave. Anyway, they're supposed to be here May 10th. Then the guy said it will be here June 8th. He said, I'm working on getting you an exact date. He said, it'll be here June 8th. Today is June 8th. It's not here. Hey. On top of that, as I message these people, and, and really my their craftsmanship is impeccable. Like the work they've done has been beautiful. Like everything's great on that. It's ultimately a communication piece that's a problem. But uh, he's like, I'm on uh, the, this is uh, the ice up kind of goes to them and to you guys who don't like to talk to people who are getting irritated and complain, you know, and they you give these standard answers that are clearly not true with anybody. You're not on the phone with this company. No, you're not. You just said that. So I'd stop texting you. And now I've been ghosted from your pool people. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, I'll give them a day. They're working. They're out there working. I mean, like, I mean, what are they, they going to say? They're going to keep saying, well, we're trying to get it. We're trying to get it. My next ice up goes to small engines. As my buddy, I'm putting up my own fence. My buddy, let me borrow an auger. I started this auger yesterday, and it worked for a whole half of a hole. And I can't get this mug running. I have my friend look at it. Can't, nobody can, we can't get running. Stay running. So I then proceeded to dig 13 post holes by hand. I've got only 29 to go. <laughs> uh, I'm renting an auger, though. But small engines are the fucking worst. I mean, good guys. When it, like, I love machinery, and when it works, it works. It's wonderful. But those little engines, when you can't get them running, you're hot, you're sweating, you give it a choke, the this, or that, and then you get it running, and then you press the button. And blah, 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 blah. Mm. So that's my second ice up. My third ice up goes to the Carolina Hurricanes, who just got beat the fuck down by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sucks. That's it. Um, it's the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast in the business. Every Tuesday night, we chop up the latest Panthers news. And opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, so share those videos. All you got to do is hit share. You don't even got to say nothing about it if you don't want. Just hit share. Say I like this. If you're a Panthers fan like this. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all the places you get your podcast. Leave a review. Go ahead and let me get another review. Because last review was this was uh, it was like this is a really great podcast, but Tony always cuts people off, and he's always drunk. That was I think another thing he said too. And uh, both of those things are true, and I'm trying to work on them. Uh, CK, uh, where can they find your work? Uh, you can uh, find me again on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitch. Um, and uh, yeah, and so this Friday actually, you guys are going going to want to tune in. Um, me and, uh, Jeff Leach, who at, uh, you know, was the, uh, he still technically is the voice actor that voiced ghost in, uh, call of duty Warzone. He is a stand-up comedian. He is going to be doing a show at Vegas. I'm going out there and hanging out with him on Friday. Um, and then, uh, so we're going to be putting out some content during that day. So if you guys are interested in that tune in Friday, I'm going to be flying out Thursday night and I'll be flying back Saturday and I'm going to, uh, Myrtle beach after that. Uh, so. Uh, I will. I, I'll, I might make it on my phone to the podcast next week, but uh, it's very possible I'm not going to be here. 
It's all right. You have fill, you have uh, held your seat strongly. Cody Lashley will be back next week. Recharge. I will be here no matter what. And uh, until then, keep pounding. Keep pounding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.